listening to Aviators Out Loud. Hi, I'm Lauren Cappadona, and you're listening to Aviators Out Loud. Today, I'm doing a segment on teachers with hidden talents. Today, I have with me high school English teacher, Mrs. Chekai. Now, Ms. Chekai, what is your hidden talent? <laughs> well, for many years, I played low brass instruments. I played baritone horn and trombone. That's amazing. Now, where did you start exactly? Back in fourth grade, I learned on trumpet, and the band director needed a low brass instrument. He wanted a baritone horn. I guess we were too small to play tuba. So he, uh, he let us all in the beginner class try the baritone, saying whoever could play it the best could be in the real band. And I won, so I joined the band on baritone horn, which was almost as big as I was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, do you play any other instruments besides baritone and trumpet? Yes, well, not much trumpet anymore, but baritone <laughs> definitely. Baritone's really more a band instrument than an orchestra instrument. So by the time I hit high school, I wanted to play in the orchestra, and I wanted to play in the jazz band. So I learned trombone also. Trombone and baritone play the same range, same mouthpiece, and the slide positions on a trombone correspond to the valve combinations on the baritone and trumpet. So it worked out pretty well. So I played both. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite out of the three? Oh, I like the baritone the best, definitely. It's it's a more mellow sound, but the trombone is fun. So, you know, you do the, the slide, you know, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what inspired you to start playing trumpet back in fourth grade? <laughs> well, I came from a musical family. Um, Lauren, I think I've told you this, but my mm-hmm. mother was in the Broadway play Oklahoma uh, when it opened in 1943, so long before I was born, obviously. But uh, she was a wonderful singer and a very talented piano player. Um, and she taught piano lessons when I was young. But I just I didn't really have the facility for the piano. So uh, all of us tried to play something. My older siblings played stringed instruments. My mother always said she wanted a string quartet in the family. But I was the fifth child, so I went to brass. <laughs> That's interesting. You never like decide to like, pick up string or anything? By the time I was old enough to take on an instrument, we had moved to a school district that had no orchestra. So they didn't offer the strings in, in the fourth grade. Okay. Yeah. And um, have you done anything else musically besides just, or like what have you done with the trombone besides just being in the school bands and stuff? Well, when I went to college, I was in marching band. That was on baritone and uh, not much trombone then, although I had one in the dormitory. We had a scavenger hunt freshman year that that they, interestingly enough, said they wanted a trombone, and I said, I got one! Look! Um, I did actually play a string instrument for one year in ninth grade before I learned trombone. I was still in a junior high then, and the band director wanted somebody in the orchestra on string bass. So I played string bass for two years before I picked up trombone. Mm-hmm. But a lot of singing, too. I did Gilbert and Sullivan operettas when I was in college. And uh, even when I first moved to New York City, when I graduated college, I was doing the Village Light Opera Group, performing in Manhattan, briefly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you know, while we're talking New York, I was a stockbroker, briefly. But that's a whole different talent. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like you, I was a performer in the high school drama plays. I, I, uh, I played the lead in Once Upon a Mattress my junior year. Yes, I did. I was Winifred. Um, and did some Shakespeare, too, Olivia and Twelfth Night. Mm-hmm. Wow, so you have a lot of talent, Ms. Shekha. You really do. Thank you. Long, long, long ago, but it's still fun. <laughs> um, and, of course, you and I did the ta- faculty talent show last year, mm-hmm. so I still sing a little bit. Not as well as I used to, but mm-hmm. still singing. Have you done anything else recently, performance-wise? Um, yeah, my... Uh, 
this is going to be kind of bittersweet, I guess, but um, we had death in the family. I, my nephew died last year, and my older sister wanted a family choir. So we did the 4A Requiem at his funeral, and, well, you know, I told you, seven bro or six brothers and sisters. So we had every harmony covered, and even people who married other musicians, we had a, a beautiful full choir for that. So it's, well, it's, that, that's interesting that it's in your family and stuff, like, and you just, does the rest of your family play instruments and all, they're all involved in music? Everyone is still involved in music, yeah. I mean, I can go down the list. My, my younger brother plays in a band down in D.C. called the Cousin John Band. They're kind of country, oldies, sort of. He plays bass, electric bass. He was a tuba player also. My oldest brother, when he was a little boy, he was the soprano soloist at St. Thomas Choir School in New York City. And uh, he became an actor for many years after that. And it's carrying down to the next generation. I have a niece who um, is an opera singer. I have another niece who is so good on all woodwind instruments that my jaw is on my chest when I listen to her. So it, it's down to the next generation. Thank you for joining us, Miss Chekai. Maybe the 
Hello, aviators. Welcome to the pigskin part of this podcast. I'm Jake. I'm here with Dylan, Dylan, and James. Hey, how are you? We're going to be talking to you guys about our football season, how it's been so far, and the NJIC, the tournament, how it's going to look for the rest of the season. All right, well, you know, we were supposed to lose our first game against uh, St. Mary's. Well, look at how that turned out. Well, yeah, more predicted to lose by uh, Rich Barton. Rich Barton doesn't know what he's talking about. And Rich Barton predicted us to lose against Cresco during the regular season. And, you know, that was probably our, you know, best game so far besides Becton. But, you know, not really much of a game. The thing that annoyed me that he said, though, is that he said we, we put up points on offense, but he said we weren't going we to be as effective on defense, which I definitely don't see that defense being a problem. Yeah, well, for, you know, right. our defense has always been a big part of our winning. Definitely, definitely. In, in high history. Yeah, we've always focused more on our defense than our offense. Yeah. You know, our, our coach likes to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Just let us play. Exactly. He keeps it simple so he can just work on the same things. Uh, you know, work on aggression. And the thing is about our offense, you know, it's it's such of a it's such a juggernaut of an offense that uh, that our defense it's like it overshadows our defense and how well our defense that's, actually is. That's why they don't see us. And the, the points defense. that have been scored on us so far have been late in the game when our JV is in. I think we only have one touchdown scored in an actual game, right? Yeah, yeah. and they and they started at the one yard exactly. We so. only we only yeah we only have one. One one varsity, yeah, one varsity, yeah, yeah. and uh, that was after that was after a uh, interception that John Irado chased down to the one yard line. Yeah. So exactly, and most of our success is definitely coming from practices where Coach Ducauso is coming in screaming at the top of his lungs, yeah. making sure we're all working hard. So yeah, we definitely practice very hard. What yeah, what isn't practice? What, you know, practice wouldn't be practice without Ducauso. You know, <laughs> yeah. No. A huge part of our success is uh, thanks to Coach Coach Bayer. Uh, oh, definitely. Know, he, he stays up day and night watching film. You know, it's a, it's his life. Can't you, know, yeah, you, know, you have him as a teacher. You probably think he's the head coach as opposed to Coach yeah, Dukhausen, yeah. but yeah. no, Coach Dukhausen's got the title. Everybody, everybody's got a big part on this uh, this uh, yeah. you know this team. It's a group coach, effort. Yeah, Coach Rock, you know, amazing defense coordinator. Yeah. Coach Rock locked the coach, defense no. down. Now yeah. Coach Frank with the line. Offense and defense. Does a great job, yeah. Coach Frank. Yeah. All the special teams coaches too really know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, people overlook special teams. Just say like, oh, like, yeah. not that much focus on offense and defense. But special teams can really turn the tide of yeah. the game, like last year. At I, was, Cresco. I was just gonna say, uh, not Cresco, but last year Beckton, the one yeah, they they were the kid, Kevin Strong, he returned a kick past maybe four tacklers. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't fumbled the ball, I don't know how he fumbled, but if he hadn't fumbled the ball. The game would have been completely turned around, mm-hmm. yeah. and we only won by one touchdown, so that could have been a 7-7 game right away. And last year versus Cresco, you know, Evan Giorgiato's yeah, great really player. Oh, that. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> hit the night lights, yeah. <laughs> hit the daylight. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Evan. Goodbye, <laughs> Goodbye <laughs> Evan Borgatos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he really changed the whole, whole momentum of that game. Now, you know, that's all thanks to you know, our coaches. And then, you know, nobody really overlooks, you know, the special teams, you know, and especially I'm, you know, uh, the – Coach Tom. Yeah. Coach Tom, Coach, Coach Tom. Pat. Coach Pat, Coach Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coach Delcal's all on the punt, punt return. Yeah, they work really hard for that. Yeah. And then, you know, return always sets us up for a, like, a nice offensive, offensive drive. drive. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing I feel is most important is that we wouldn't have the success without clean uniforms. 
Yeah, so being washed. He washes them. Being washed. Takes our uniforms to get washed every week. Even though they come back a little bit dirtier than we get them in. Onto the NJIC. Yeah, let's get into that. So the winner of our division, the Meadowlands division, would play. We we already played the winner of the Patriot division, which was Beckton, and we all know how that went. You know, it was supposed to be a good game. Everyone came down. It was nice out. Nice football weather, and we ended up winning 28 nothing. Got the shutout. And uh, on the other side of that, there was two other divisions that played, and that was uh, that was Rutherford versus Pompton Lakes. Colonial division. Colonial yeah, Liberty. Col- yeah, Colonial, Colonial Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. Which are two group two. Uh, two. They're group two. Yep. And uh, Pompton ended up beating them 14-6, which is at Rutherford. And Rutherford really gave that game away. Yeah. They threw three picks inside the red they, zone. Yeah. Missed the 20 yard. That was goal. that was their game to lose. Yep. They, you know, they mm-hmm. they yep. lost it on their own mistakes. Yep. And they're not normally a bad team. They normally play well. Yeah. Giving the ball to Kazikowski, he usually does something good for them. But I guess this wasn't their game. Yeah. yeah. So now uh, the NJSC, the first inaugural NJSC championship, is going to be played on Saturday at 2 o'clock at. Pompton. And it's uh, Hasbro versus Pompton. And now, uh, I'm not too sure about how this works, but would the winner or loser be affected in their seeding by? Yeah. On that, on that, on the, on the, the the NJIC website where every all the uh, the teams, yeah, all the teams are uh, listed, yeah, listed in the numbers, yeah, yeah, and everything. It says the first seven games are being uh, scored, and it's like yeah, but but I also think that. if we lose to Pompton on Saturday, yeah, we we end, end up and Beckton beats Rutherford, we can end up being two seeds. Yeah, because that's how the PowerPoint. Yeah, are, not even with the tiebreaker with Beckton. Yeah, and then if yeah. if uh, Woodridge, you know, wins or loses, that's you know the inner out for Woodridge and uh, and Cresco. Yeah. So you know, this has been our segment in the Aviators Out Loud podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Tuning in. All right. Tune in Have next a good time. time. Tune in. This feeling inside my bones, it goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. All through my city, all through my home, we're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket, got that good soul in my feet, I feel that hot blood in my body, when it drops, ooh, I can't take my eyes off of it, moving so phenomenally. Got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that high
So episode four of season seven of The Walking Dead came out last week, and uh, the episode opens up with Michonne taking her rifle and uh, going practicing on a walker. Uh, so I think her plan is to try to get um, become a good shot and uh, eventually take Negan out. But based off of her missing every single shot, it, it seems like that won't happen for a while. And because her gun is now taken away, the, the, that probably won't happen. So... Um, so then Negan arrives at the door. Uh, Rosita was about to leave, uh, go on a, a supply run with some other guy, I forgot his name. Uh, and Negan starts knocking on the door. And, you know, he says, uh, little piggy, little piggy, let me in. So he's, he, he obviously finds this a, a, just a big joke. So he enjoys this. So, um, so he comes in, and uh, Rick comes to the door, and they start talking. And he... Uh, he broke his uh, the agreement where he was supposed to come three weeks later, so he came a lot sooner. Which the Rick's gang is still kind of shaken up after what happened uh, in episode one, so they're they're not ready for this. So Negan comes back, and uh, you could just tell Rick is just hopeless. So, uh, but their original agreement was that Rick had to give Negan half of what uh, he had. So Negan came and he said, all right, well, half is what I say half is. So he told his guys to go get whatever he get everything in the house. Uh, they ended up getting the mattresses. I just guess just to humil humiliate them because, you know, why, why else would you take someone else's mattress so they could sleep on the floor? So Negan's not really going for a man of Negan wants their supplies, but he is also going just to humiliate them because he, he just enjoys it. So, um, then their conversation gets interrupted by uh, Rick, uh, not Rick, I'm sorry, Carl shooting his gun 
in his house because two guys are trying to take uh, their stuff. So Carl, being you know as smart he is, as smart as he is, shoots off his gun, which gets everybody's attention. So Rick and Negan go back into the house to see Carl holding a gun at two of Negan's men, and of course Negan doesn't like that, and Lucille doesn't like that even more. So, um, I don't like Carl, and I think Carl is just a dumb character. So, what happened was, now Negan wants all their guns. So, Negan took Rick's, uh, all of Rick's stash of guns, and they are now helpless against, uh, I mean, they also have, they have their, like, secondary weapons, they have their knives, their swords, but it's, it doesn't, it won't help against a, a large herd of walkers. So, uh, so he pretty much... The Carl kind of ruined their chances of getting out there uh, safely. So if, if they ever wanted to have a counterattack on Negan's group, they're not going to do it with knives. It's just not going to work. So uh, so Carl ruined that. Uh, episode continues on. Uh, nobody dies in this episode, so that's pretty good. And um, so then Rick says to uh, Negan, can I have Daryl back? And Daryl kind of pulls a uh, reek, which is from Game of Thrones, where uh, he was tortured uh, a lot, so, uh, and he was tortured to the point that when, t- when there was help to save him, he didn't take it, so they kind of pull in a reek in, uh, The Walking Dead, which is a little, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of copying, but that's fine, so, uh, and he doesn't go, he stays with Negan and his group, because he's just so traumatized from what happened that I guess he just, he's too scared to do anything. So uh, that's the episode. Uh, I think uh, if they keep going on this track, I think that the season will be uh, a good one.
So a lot of you know that recently Battlefield 1 has been released by EA and DICE. And if you don't know what Battlefield 1 is, then what have you been doing? But if you seriously don't know what it is, then it's a World War One simulation game where you are a you know, soldier, and your objective is to capture all the enemy objectives and to basically kill as many people as you can. While it's violent, it's still a very fun game. Now, a lot of people were very upset when this game released. And I bought it on the day it released. I had the day one edition. And personally, I was very impressed. Gorgeous graphics, um, realistic gun firing sounds. I don't know how I know how that sounds, but realistic nonetheless. And um, just beautiful game modes all across the board. I mean, I, I had so much fun. I played for three hours straight, missed the next day of school. But <laughs> off, <laughs> off topic there. Um, a lot of times what happens is... People get too into these games, and they really analyze every single bit. And a lot of the PC community was very unhappy with this game because a lot of the game modes are very broken because I don't know why PC is acting like that, but um, a lot of the frame rate dropped, a lot of the players, for some reason, kicked out of the lobby, a lot of problems. So EA and DICE said, okay, you know, all these people are unhappy, we've got to release something. So last week, on Monday, I think, um, they released a fall update patch, which patched a lot of bugs, fixes, frame rate issues, uh, crashing issues, all that nonsense. Um, so, let's get down to the bottom of it. I mean, <clears throat> for PC, they changed the maximum tickets to 150 to 250 And they increased the amount of tickets regained from killing retreating defenders after capturing a sector from 2 to 3. And on PS4 and Xbox One, they changed the maximum tickets from 200 to 150 uh, oh, from 150 to 200, sorry, my bad, and increase the amount of tickets regained from killing retreating defenders after capturing a second a sector from 2 to 3. So same thing as PC. Now, they made a lot of conquest changes with the maps because a lot of times the maps weren't balanced because the distances of the objectives were greater depending on which team you were on. And that really explains why a lot of PC community was pissed because Battlefield is known for being historically accurate, very fair, and balanced and basically the cod killer so a lot of people were pissed at this but thankfully ea and dice came through now they had a lot of other glitches and bugs when the game first released for example there's a pigeon carrier mode where your objective is to catch the pigeon pigeon hold it for about three minutes and then release it and whoever has the most releases wins now in order to stop the enemy team from releasing the pigeon and grabbing it for yourself you have to kill that player i know it's a harsh reality but a lot of times what would happen is the pigeon would actually fly off the map now i know that's ridiculous and i know that's what pigeons do but it's not supposed to happen in this game and a lot of people were upset because when this game released it did not have multiplayer on day one that's really upsetting especially since every game 
previous to the Battlefield series had day one multiplayer. So a lot of people were pissed. But thankfully, this fall update patch covers a lot of things and fixes a lot of things. So I'm pretty sure everyone should be fine, really. I mean, they should be thankful already that they have Battlefield 1. But nevertheless... EA and DICE says they're really sorry, they released this patch, it fixed mostly everything, and also added hardcore mode, things like that, to the server, custom games, so it really did make people happy, and I'm very happy of this update because it fixed a lot of glitches. So EA and DICE said that it won't happen again, which I don't believe, but um, yes, so they'll release new updates soon, and I guess I'll keep you tuned. Hello A-Readers and welcome to the Movies, Gaming, and More segment of the A-Readers Out Loud podcast. Featuring yours truly, Justin and Steven. So, hey, don't talk over me. I'm I'm sorry. Alright, alright. Anyway, so Steven, how's your day? I'm doing wonderful. Doing wonderful? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Anything, anything, you know, cool about today? You did? Um... No, I'm just un- generally uncool. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you heard about the new season of Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah, I have. You have? You yeah. have? Well, I, I... I never watched The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. so what do you think about the new season? Uh, the new season... It starts them off where they were before. They were captured by Negan, and they were lined up in front of the bus. Now... The new season, it puts them in the same situation as they did last year, mm. where they are, their home's destroyed. They need to find a new kind of sanctuary in which they can settle down and possibly start anew. However, it just keeps getting taken away from them. I see. Anything, can you tell me anything without saying any spoilers about the past season? Well, actually, hold on. What's the season that's coming out right now? The season that's coming out, it leaves them away from Alexandria, which happened in the past season. Who? Alexandria was a town outside of DC. Oh, it's a town. I thought it was a person. No, no, no. All right. And so it leaves them outside of Alexandria, is, I believe, destroyed. And so they need to find this new sanctuary. Now, Carol has found Ezekiel, which is, who is a, another group leader that owns a tiger. Owns a tiger? Yeah, owns a tiger. And so he lives inside of the city, and he has created a very large uh, civilization within that, and is incredibly well... Developed. What kind of civilization? civilization. Like, <laughs> I meant I meant to say civilization. Yeah. Alright, continue. Civilization six. Anyway, <laughs> so they are able to they have agriculture, they have livestock, they're able to uh, be very civilized teaching and such. However, the influence of Negan is always there. They have to pay their taxes in which they give t- tainted meat and such. They uh, sabotage the meat given, which is really funny. (laughs) And so that could be a maybe a setup. In the end, it's 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 developing. It's going to be good. It's going to be nice. I think that sounds pretty good to watch. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I might I might get into it more. Maybe if I get the time to. Yeah. A lot of schoolwork is getting put into us. Yeah. It's on Netflix and stuff. All right. Talking about 
Uh, Transitioning into movies now, have you seen Logan? Logan. Oh, the new the, the new trailer for Logan. Yeah, that, that yeah. was sick. That was sick. Very nice, very nice. When is it coming out? I heard. Uh, I mean, of course, it's coming out in 2017, but not this year. So yes, probably after Christmas or maybe in the summer. I, of yeah, 2017. yeah, I'd say summertime 2016. Yeah, that would be a, a perfect fit. Yeah. Because can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Logan. Being in like a, being a Christmas movie, <laughs> no, no. If. So, um, about the trailer of Logan. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard about like the new Logan kind of? Not really. It's, like, it's, new in, it's in the post-apocalyptic, right? Yeah, it's, it's post-apocalyptic. But all, what I'm trying to say is like the new Wolverine, aka X23, or was it X22? I don't remember. Yeah. But I know it's like somewhere around there. But she, it's a she, and it's like a little yeah. girl, but like. She has the powers of Logan, right? Yeah, she has the powers of Logan, or... L- Logan's know, Wolverine. Yeah, well, Logan is, of course, Wolverine. To clarify, of course. Yeah. But thing is, like, I wonder how it's going to play out. Because, yeah. like, there's, there's a clone of Wolverine, yeah. and there's Old Man Logan, as a lot of people are saying. Yeah. I, I really want to know how that's going to play out. And the, also, Professor X is going to be in the movie, oh. too. Old Professor X. Old, old. Everyone's old except for that little girl. <laughs> old enough. So, wonder, like, do, does Logan and the girl share, like, personality traits, or do they just, are they they're two different kinds? Well, like, how about this? Because the only thing we know about the trailer is yeah. that how Logan, mm-hmm. the, the movie, Old Man Logan, or yeah. just Logan itself, kind of, like, relates to, you know, the game The Last of Us. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because, like, it's Old Man Logan and a little, a little kid who's a girl. And yeah. in The Last of Us, Ellie. you have Ellie. <laughs> I forgot the guy's name, though. Uh, but not Luke. Not Luke, no. Let's, let's just say it's, his name is Robert or yeah, something. Yeah. But it was, we have Robert and Ellie. Yes. And we have Logan and X-23. Yeah. Like, I think it kind of compares Last of Us and Logan together. Sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> so since Logan and Last of Us kind of compare, did you know that... In the comic, Logan and Last of Us kind of compared as well. No. No? Uh, well, it, it did. But anyway... <laughs> well, just in case you didn't know, it did. So, <laughs> just so you know. Just so you know. All right. Yeah. So, continuing with um, what's going on. Have you heard about the new upcoming Nintendo console? I have. I've seen the trailers and such. It looks crazy. Like a hybrid... Uh, game gaming console and handheld device. It's well, like if they stuck the DS and the Wii together into one console. Well, stuck the DS and the Wii U. Oh, the Wii U. Because the Wii, be no, because the Wii is kind of different from the Wii U. Because of course the Wii, oh, you the, got the motion the controls and stuff, and the Wii U, you got the touchpad. Oh yeah. But the thing is, it's called the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. As in switching from. The console to the handheld, right? Yeah, but like the thing is, just it's kind of complicated because you have like two controls, two controllers from the side, and like you get to take them off. Oh, really? Yeah, you get to take them off, and you get to play with someone else who also has a Nintendo Switch, or you can play with someone else who doesn't have a Nintendo Switch, but you can use the other controller mm-hmm. from your controller. Kind of sounds weird if you like put it together, yeah. but like. Let's just say that the Nintendo Switch has two controllers. Yes. And if you take out one controller, you can have someone else play with you uh-huh. on that same, like, device or so, console. So, like, uh, split screen. 
Uh, yeah, I guess you can say it's split screen. Split screen, so like if you're playing Smash, you can go and have uh, one person play, or is it more for a uh, specific kind of game? I don't. I actually no, no, no. Do you remember Pong? Yes, Pong. Pong. But it's not really like split screen. But it's like you, you both see it on the same oh, screen. Okay. It's still but screen. it only will be split screen if you both have. A different Nintendo Switch. Okay. Like, if both of you have a Nintendo Switch, it'd be connected through internet. And yeah, internet and such something like that, Bluetooth or whatever, like how it's connected. But yeah. it's something like that. It and sounds. It sounds like innovation. Innovation at its finest. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, and that's pretty much it for the Nintendo Switch. But it's also coming out in March. March of 2017. March 2017. Yes. That sounds like something to put on my wish list. Yeah, it's something to put on my wish list too. Okay. So that will be around the time of my birthday. As well as mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. So uh so I'd say we can wrap this up. Yeah, let's let's this wrap is this good up. For the first episode of the Movies, Gaming and More segment of the Aviators Out Loud podcast. So uh Steven, you kinda had a little bit of a breakthrough right there. Oh, wait, what? We're continuing this? Right. What do you mean? I we broke it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, bye. We're